Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick Brown, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Hi, everyone. I am excited for today's episode. Well, I want to do more solo episodes in general because I just feel like there's a lot that I want to say and different topics I want to connect with you all on. And recently in my life, I've been feeling like I'm at a much better place when it comes to accepting what I can't control with the people that I love. And today we're going to talk about letting go of our desire to fix, change, or control other people. And I'll preface this by saying that does not come naturally to me because if I could get into the shoes of every single person that I love and fix all the things I think that they need to fix and do all the things I think that they need to do to help them be happy or have success or have what it is that they want in life. And I am a very, if you listen to Real Pod a lot, you, you'll know I talk about this idea of like black and white. I'm very black and white. And that has its strengths. By that, I mean, if I see there's a problem, I go and I try to solve the problem. I don't live in gray area a lot. I don't like to. It's something I need to work on because 
that's life, right? Not everything is definitive and we don't always know how things are going to turn out. But I just do have this like, it's like this tension in my body and this urge and this desire to fix things for other people, especially the people that I love. And why do I want to make this episode? I want to make this episode because I think this is incredibly common and we're all going to experience this across the spectrum, right? This could be as simple as you have a friend who they're just negative and you just wish that they would be more positive and see more of the blessings in their life. Or it could be deeper in the sense that you have a loved one who's really struggling or they're an addict or they're an abusive relationship or they're constantly making the wrong choice and they're spiraling into a place in their life that you know they don't deserve to be in or that they could get out of if they could just see that thing, right? And I want to make this episode because and I've been through this, you guys, in so many different ways. Like the amount of people, different circumstances, different examples that I could list of the moments I've wanted to grab people in my life by the shoulders and shake them and wake them up to the world as the way that I see it and what I think that they should do. And I want to asterisk this by saying like, and that's my ego talking, right? That I think that I know what everyone else should do. And that's going to be a part of this episode, right? Is letting go of this desire to control other people's lives by accepting that, you know, we don't always know what's best for other people. And I'll get back to that. You know, so for everyone listening today, And I don't know exactly who this person is in your life or what the situation is. But what I do know is we we love these people so, so much. But no matter what we do or say, we cannot change them. We want to change them. We want to help them because we love them and we care about them. But if you're like me, you find yourself in that same toxic cycle of exerting so much energy and time and concern into something that's not giving you much back. And one more quick disclaimer. Of course, there are people in our lives that we help. We help all the time. We inspire them. We lead them to things and their lives become better because of us. But the difference is those people are willing to receive. And I bet when you think of those people, it's not like this five-year, 10-year thing that you've been trying to help them with. It's like one awesome conversation or you know, a special FaceTime or phone call where like you give advice and they take it or they think, yeah, that's great. But like, and then they keep kicking. But I think what, at least what I do and I realized in therapy is I am not able to identify the people who are willing to receive and are kind of floating on a similar currency as me. And then those who it's like, I'm going in one ear and out the other and we're speaking a different language. So because I know this struggle, I really want to help. I'm going to kind of describe what I believe to be, you know, these higher truths is what we can call them. And look, these work for me. They might not work for everyone. And this isn't about one particular person. I'm talking about many different types of people I've encountered in my life that I love deeply. And also, it's not even the point. Like the specific example or the specific person isn't the point. The point is us and how we handle these things because we can only control ourselves. And that's going to be kind of a through line of this whole podcast. And while I won't give those fleshed out examples, I will just say, you know, to give you some color, like I have made 
the therapist appointments for other people. I've scoured therapists for the thing that they need, and I've called them, and I've booked the appointments, and I've had countless phone calls, meetings, coffees, loose interventions. Like, I've bent over backwards to help different people in my life see the light in the way that I want them to see it. So, I guess I am coming from the place of like literally control freak who does so badly want to help people that they love, but has realized time and time again, it's a repeating cycle and it only exhausts me, right? It's exhausting. I'm sure some of you can relate to how exhausting it is to every day wake up, worry and try to fix someone else and feel like all that energy and worry is just draining your battery and not actually affecting the situation. And like I said, because I've been through this in many different ways with different people for many years, I finally feel like I'm at a good place with everything. And so I wanted to talk about some of these coping skills and different mental frameworks that have helped me overall find more peace in my life and just give me permission to let go. And my therapist has come up with a great analogy for me when I think about this. And she explains it as like this invisible rope. Okay. There's this tug of war and it's you and it's this person. And for me, it's like anytime I go to compose that long, lengthy text explaining what needs to happen and why this person's wrong and what they should do instead. That's me picking up the rope. And anytime I buy into the accusations or the insults or the gaslighting or the blame, I pick up the rope. Anytime I participate in the conversations, the negativity filled, you know, vent sessions or debriefs, I pick up the rope. And anytime I'm holding that rope, I'm in this tug of war and I don't like being there. So for me, it's all about dropping the rope letting go, letting go of the rope. And that rope is that desire to control. So the first higher truth that, you know, I've discovered on my journey is this. Some people are simply not ready to change. I'll say it one more time. Some people are simply not ready to change. You know, you can lead a horse to water you can't make it drink. And trust me, it's taking it's taken me leading like 17 different horses to water and all of them not drinking to finally have this sketched into my brain. And I'm going to read you a quote from Dr. Nicola Perra that I saw recently and loved. It says, not everyone wants to get better. Some people do, but they aren't ready for all the work that it takes. Some people are very comfortable in predictable misery. People will do the work and commit to themselves at their own time on their own pace, or they might never. And accepting this is part of maturing in life. I mean, literal mic drop. Let's end the podcast there. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to break down. But to help this sink in, I often think back on the various things that have happened in my life that I truly believe are divine timing, where I finally went, ah, that's it. And it clicked for me. You know how that happens? Like someone tells you something and then you hear the exact same thing a year later, but for some reason you're just in like a different space and place and time and like it actually resonates and like clicks for you finally. Max and I joke about this all the time because Max will often say things to me. Poor Max. And then like later my mom or like Aubrey will say the exact same thing and I'll and I'll go to Max and be like, oh my God, my mom said this thing. And I'm like, that that's it. That makes so much sense. And he's like, babe, I dead ass said that to you two weeks ago. But for some reason, you know, the messenger or the time, it's it needs to be divine for it to hit. And 
when I look at it this way, I have a lot of empathy for these loved ones in our lives, right? Because as much as we believe we know someone's situation and we think we know what they should do, which is another thing I'll get to later in this episode, we have to have empathy and put ourselves in their shoes to understand why it is so hard for them to change or why they're maybe unable to. And I'm able to develop that empathy by thinking about the versions of me in the past who wouldn't have been able to have the conversations I have today. Or for example, like view my body the way I view it today or friendships the way I view them today. We are all humans. We're learning and we're growing. And these people in our life who we love so much and we want to help, oftentimes they just are simply not ready. And there's, it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. And that's why this first point is just some people are not ready to change. This episode is sponsored by AG1. On the bachelorette trip I went on recently, I brought an entire bag of like tons of AG1 packets. And actually the bride and Mo requested I bring them each packets as well, which of course I'm like at your service. So I brought so many and I was drinking them every morning and everyone was like, I see and hear so much about AG1. Tell me more. Is this really, you know, what I think it is? And I was like, yes, I cannot express enough. I drink it every morning. It makes my body feel just like centered in the sense that there's so many important nutrients in AG1. AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. So through a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients, AG1 delivers comprehensive support for the brain, gut, and immune system. And as an intuitive eater, I'm not waking up in the morning and like, I don't like to be super concerned with like everything I'm going to eat the entire day. I kind of take it as it comes. But the one thing I am very routine about is having my AG1 in the morning, especially on an empty stomach. I like, I feel like it just absorbs better that way personally. And then I have that mental box check of, okay, I've given my body the amazing nutrients that it needs because with just one scoop of AG1, I get the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive. So you can try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. And those are the travel packs that I am obsessed with because I'm always on the road. Go to drinkag1.com slash realpod. That's drinkag1.com slash realpod. Check it out to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Element has been a sponsor of RealPod for a while now, and I'm so glad that they are because I truly, truly love it. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix. It contains science-backed electrolyte ratio of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. My producer and I are always talking about how Element is great for fatigue, headaches, especially now that I'm working out more. I'm always drinking Element post-workout. It replenishes a lot of the electrolytes that I lost. I actually don't know if... That's common knowledge, but when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. So athletes especially can lose up to seven grams per day. And when sodium is not replaced, you know, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. An element is used by everyone from NBA, NFL, and NHL players, Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, to everyday moms, dads, and exercise enthusiasts. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets for free with any Element order. So this is a great way for you to try all eight flavors because you're going to get all of the single-serving packets for free with any Element order. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash realpod. This deal is 
is only available through my link. So you must go to drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash realpod to get eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. That empathy point is important, y'all, because it really mitigates a lot of the anger and the frustrating emotions. And that's also one of my, I think, weaknesses in this whole conversation. And I'm not a big astrology girly, but I know Tauruses are very stubborn. And it is very hard for me to see another person's side of you when I feel so passionately compelled that I am right. But here's the thing. Being right doesn't mean you win. And being right can't be the end all be all to an argument. Like when you're trying to be right, you're already losing. So I've had to work a lot on the fact that this person is in a different situation in life that I can't understand because I'm not them. And raising my voice, yelling, screaming, it's not going to do anything. It just disrupts my peace because guess what? That's picking up the rope. And instead, it's like about calmly reinforcing your boundaries and your point. You know, I was talking to someone recently who actually gave me an example that really clicked for me. And this woman was alluding to the fact that her mother, maybe her mom's super chaotic and inconsistent. And then that causes this woman to feel some type of way. She's the daughter, right? And so what she was saying to me is now, instead of buying into all of my mom's chaos, I just say, mom, I'm leaving at five. If you're ready, I'll drive us. If not, see you there. And she just looked at me and she said, that statement, it takes me from, and she held her hands up like above her head from here. And she brought them down to here. Just the Mom, I'll be ready at five. And if you'll be ready, get in my car and we'll go. If not, I'll see you there. She's not buying into the, well, you know, the mom's running around chaotic and then this person and that person. Now she's going to be late and that caused her stress. She's just set her loving boundary. If you can make it at five, great. If not, I'll meet you there. And those are the little things that we can do to help us protect our peace and enforce those boundaries. Moral of the story on this whole first point, right, is you can love someone so much and want to help them so bad, but there's nothing you can do to save them if they are not willing to be saved. And I know that I've just kind of made this point in like seven minutes, but it's taken me like seven years, probably more than that. The next thing, the next higher truth I want to detail is that your boundaries are love. Sometimes it can feel like if we set boundaries with these people that we're creating space or distance from them to us. And this is a person we really care about, right? That we want to love and wrap up in our arms and and save. So when we set those boundaries, that little voice can creep into your head and say, you're not being a nice, good friend, or you're not being a good person, or you're not, you're not being family because family is unconditional love, right? And that's all that societal conditioning training of what we were brought up to believe it means to be a friend or a daughter or a son or a mother or a father, whatever it is you are to these people. The thing about a boundary is a boundary can be love because when we don't set those boundaries, we're not actually helping those people. We're reinforcing this unhealthy behavior. And the point of the boundary is to stop condoning the behavior, right? To show we don't support it, to show that if they want our love and our relationship, They're going to have to show up a different way, which is love because you're doing that to help someone else learn how to be in a loving relationship and also how to protect peace and happiness, right? For example, 
You all know my mom. I love my mom, Lainey. She was just on the podcast. Check that episode out if you haven't. And my mom and I have such a special relationship. We talk on the phone every day and it brings us so much joy. We're always laughing together and we're always having a great time. And for a while, I noticed that the two of us were constantly talking about something that was really negative and emotionally draining and painful. Okay. Quite frankly, painful. And for a while, I would think, okay, well, my mom and I are best friends. We talk about everything together. We're going through this together. And I started to realize that, you know, the fun and joyful conversations and usual relationship we had was just becoming polluted, like pouring gasoline into it with all this negativity that we'd spew together. And then I'd leave the conversations feeling so depressed. And then we talk again and we're, it's like we're beating a dead horse on this mutual negativity. And I ended up realizing and having to communicate with my mom, you know what? I realized I don't think all this is helpful for me anymore. I love you and I'm here for you no matter what. And I know that this is something that we can trust each other on and we have each other's back on. But when it comes to this, actually, I don't think I can be your buddy anymore. And that doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt me and that I don't recognize this still causes you pain and that it still causes me pain. Trust me. But I kind of recognize that you have lots of other amazing support from other people in your life. And I want to protect our special relationship. So I, I set that boundary. But this boundary is out of love, right? It's because I love my mom and I's relationship. And I recognize something was tainting it. So I think that boundaries can get this bad rap. Boundaries can seem like you're, you're saying, nope, nope. It's my way or the highway. Nope, I don't want to talk to you. Boundary, boundary. But that's not actually a healthy boundary. And, I, and unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people in the world who misconstrued what a boundary actually is. And so then they think they're setting boundaries, but really they're maybe just like they're shutting people off and then those people feel silenced. So if you want to learn more about boundaries, I actually had on Dr. Vinita Sandhu, who is wonderful. And the whole episode was on boundaries. So you can find that on RealPod. This example with my mom is an example of a loving boundary that is protecting something sacred for the benefit of both of us. And look, it's hard. People will gaslight you about your boundaries. They won't understand them. You have to know that you are protecting your peace. And look, sometimes boundaries don't come with loving, joyful conversations on the other side of them, like this example with my mom. Sometimes boundaries are, you know, to a person in your life, if you're going to constantly treat me this way, if you're going to constantly say these things to me that are hurtful and damaging, I don't think we can have a loving relationship. You know, I'd love to have a relationship with you. I'd love to spend time with you. But if you're going to keep taking it here or you're going to keep doing this, we're not able to. You know, that's how you communicate it. And that's helping the other person as much as it's painful and you don't get to see them as much as you want to see them. You're helping them because you're showing them respect and you're helping teach them how they can better develop these relationships with other people in their life who they care about. It's incredibly hard. It's very nuanced. But, you know, my second higher truth I've been realizing is that my boundaries are love. Your boundaries are love. So our first higher truth was some people simply are not ready to change. Our second is your boundaries are love. The third thing I want to talk about is acceptance. This is a quote I found today. Radical acceptance is the willingness to experience ourselves and life as it is. A moment of radical acceptance is a moment of genuine freedom. Acceptance is hard for me. And I even, I think I'm getting a little teary-eyed right now just thinking of acceptance. It's super hard to accept things when they're not the way 
you want them to be, right? Like we all have this idea of what we want for ourselves, for our lives, for the people that we love. And it is so hard. It is so hard to accept something that doesn't feel finished or successful or how you wanted it to be. And I think another reason I struggle with acceptance is because I confuse acceptance with tolerance. And I am very steadfast in my morals, in my beliefs, in how I want to be treated. And when I get it confused with tolerance, it makes me think, oh, if I accept something, I'm tolerating it. I'm tolerating the situation. And I almost think like the athlete competitor in me is like, no, 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 no. We will work. We will put the effort in. We will grind. We will find a solution. We don't give up. We don't accept failure, right? That's like what, that's my baseline where I resort to thinking. But, and I'm working on this, you guys, because once again, it's this, it acceptance is living in cray area and it's, it's just, oh, it's, it's funny. Like, I'm like, can I even use the word acceptance to say acceptance is accepting? <laughs> I feel like you can't, but I'm going to. But acceptance is accepting like what is. It's not like you're saying, hey, this is what I wanted and this is how I hoped things would go <laughs> or I really like that this is the way things are. No, no, no. Acceptance is just, okay, I can register that this is what it is. So that's also recognizing what we can and we can't control. And my last podcast with Jeff Saad talked about this. He actually had a tattoo of a circle on his forearm. And he said that this circle reminded him of the Stoic philosophy. Anything in the circle is what he can control. Anything out of the circle, he cannot control. And he said he looks at his circle to remind himself. And that helps him with acceptance. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you guys, you have to listen to this because uh, if you're like me, you're thinking about Father's Day gifts or just gifts for someone that you love. And this is the best gift. Like if you want to win gift giving in your family, not that it's a competition, but story worth is the gift to give. And I have given it to both my parents. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice. So you can either let StoryWorth give you the custom prompts that they provide, or, and if you're like me because I'm a control freak, you can go in and you can choose the exact questions you want sent. And then once a week, this person you've chosen, so let's say it's a Father's Day gift, your dad would receive the question, write out his answer, and then send it back to StoryWorth. And at the end of the process... So one year, StoryWorth will compile your loved one's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. The book is going to be amazing, but the journey to writing it is also the gift itself. I can't explain how beautiful these books are. Give all the dads in your life a unique, meaningful gift you'll all cherish for years with StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash realpod. That's storyworth.com slash realpod to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash realpod. S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash realpod. 
This episode is sponsored by CeraVe. CeraVe is the number one dermatologist recommended acne brand and has a line of products developed specifically for acne prone skin to promote a clear complexion without dryness or flaking while helping maintain the skin's barrier with three essential ceramides. And ceramides, which I didn't know before this, are a key component of the skin barrier and acneic skin has been shown to have lower ceramide levels compared to healthy skin. I love the CeraVe AM moisturizer because not only is it a moisturizer, but it also has SPF in it. And I realized how important it is to have SPF on my face all day, every day, even if I'm going to be in direct sunlight. So it's a two-in-one. I love it. They also have a PM moisturizer without the SPF. Research shows that 64% of people feel less confident when having an acne crisis, and 42% of people feel acne is the only thing people see, which that hurts my heart. But these impacts are felt both by teenagers and adults. In honor of Acne Awareness Month, Sarah V and Dr. Evan Reeder are raising awareness about how acne affects not only skin health, but overall health and wellness too. So if you are looking for more information on caring for acne-prone skin, Visit CeraVe.com to check out CeraVe's lineup of dermatologist-developed acne products, including cleansers, moisturizers, and serums. That's CeraVe, C-E-R-A-V-E.com. Also, throughout Acne Awareness Month, check out CeraVe's social at CeraVe to hear further insights from dermatologists on the importance of caring for your overall skin health. Another quote, and you guys are, I'm such a mirror message person. Like we always make fun of my mom because my mom will send a quote to our family group chat and it'll just be a quote about like being this amazing like monk of a person. And you know, when people think like a quote fixes everything, but sometimes that's me. Okay. But I like my quotes because when I come back to them, they ground me. And this is another quote. He who worries suffers twice. Let's just break that down. He who worries suffers twice. AKA, like if you're worrying about the day your, well, this is dark, but like the day your dog passes away, like, and I lost my childhood doggy a few years ago. And sometimes I randomly cry about it because dogs are humans and I, they're our best friends and I love them. But if your dog is alive and you're worrying about when your dog dies, you're suffering and then you're going to suffer again when the dog dies. Instead of just enjoying the time you have with your dog now, knowing that death is inevitable. And when you get there, of course, you'll suffer. So this quote, those who worry suffer twice. I come back to it because it helps me with the acceptance. Like I'm here where I am now and I'm either going to ruminate on the future or the past or I'm going to actually allow myself to find life in the moment that is now. And accept is truly all that we can do. Aubrey and I used to have a magnet on our fridge in college that said, worry is like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. And I think that perfectly defines, you know, what this all means. And look, this one's hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of cry sessions, okay? I was tearing up just now even talking about acceptance. It's lots of phone calls to your people, lots of coping, therapy if you can do that. And speaking of coping, you know, my therapist and I do a lot of work on pre, during, and post coping. You know, coping ahead on what if this thing that I want to happen doesn't happen? What if this situation comes and it's not what I thought it would be? And so it's like, how can you cope ahead? How can you be prepared? And we each have to find what works for us. And I'm still working on that. But what I do know is this is a major, major piece of this very complex, detailed puzzle that we're talking about today. Next up, this third truth, if you will, is we don't know what's best for other people 
because we are not them. And that is a major check for my ego. As I said, I think that I am a know-it-all and I know what's right for everyone that I love, but I don't. I don't. I literally don't. And I have to humble myself and be like, Victoria, just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. They're completely different than you. And the fact that my ego likes to chime in and say, like, we know the best way. It's our way or the highway. It's this way or it's no way. Once again, I got to drop that rope because I don't know what's best for other people. And I have to constantly remind myself that I don't know what's best for other people because I'm not them. And there's frequently times I'll hear of someone's life story or the things that they did. And they're things I would have never done. But they're now at a place in their life where, you know, they had to do what they had to do to then have the epiphany, that aha moment that allows them to then see the light. They have to do it at their own pace on their own time as we talked about earlier. And I simply cannot know the route or the mathematical equation that they need to take or solve to get there. And honestly, this one, there's not much I can assess about it. It's just a comeback to guiding thought that has helped me that I hope can help you is I don't know what's best for other people or well, (laughs) my ego. I'm like, well, Sometimes I do. So you can just say, I don't always know what's best for other people because I'm not them. Okay. And that is just something that has given me a lot of serenity. And then lastly, and this is a fun one. Okay. But this, all of this shit, okay, all of this muck and sometimes this hell that you feel like you're dealing with or you're going through or you're working on. This is your edge, baby, okay? This is your edge. And what I mean by edge, you know when you just have like one of those tough days and then coincidentally Aubrey was in town and we went and we got breakfast and oh my God, it was just like, oh, it just filled my cup. I love that when you get to like get in the car and go on an adventure with like one of your besties when things have been hard and it just fills your cup. And that's what Aubrey and I were doing on this day recently. And as I was talking to her over breakfast, I was just joking and I was like, man, I just remember when I used to think my life was perfect. Like, I remember back when I was like, you know, a little girl and I was just like, wow, like everything's perfect. I'm like, little did I know like how good I'd have it. And that like fucking shit would hit the fan when I grew up. And Aubrey started giggling and she was like, yeah, but like, that's your edge. Like people who don't like have difficult like life situations, they're like boring. They're just vanilla. Like I want someone with an edge. And we just started cracking up that like this shit makes you interesting. It makes you strong. And I'm sure you can relate to feeling like all of the stuff you've been through, whether it was a toxic ex, a difficult family member, a friend breakup, or something with yourself, it's made you stronger. Like you've learned so much. I wouldn't be as introspective or self aware or curious about people and life if I didn't have my own shit. Like I literally wouldn't even been on the journey that led me to being where I am today if I wasn't depressed as fuck in college, truly. Like hitting the bottom pit of my depressive episode where I questioned everything about life was the beginning of my questioning. And the questioning, while it started very pessimistic, has turned very positive and curious. And I now have this podcast where I ask people how they went through the things they went through and what's helped them and how they're happy. And like, so my point is like, if I had always been down my little path of like white picket fence, I literally would be so boring and I wouldn't even be the person that I am. And 
I think that's the beauty in all of this. And it's really hard. And Rain Wilson and I talked about this. You know, why do bad things happen to good people? I'm sure you sit there thinking, oh, I'm so loving and I always show up and I always do the right thing. And why does this happen to me? Why am I dealing with this? Why can't this person see the light? Why me? Right? Why me? But Rain and I were talking about how these are the things that make the good people even better because it's armor, it's strength, it's battle scars. And if bad things never happen to good people, then I don't know, would good people even be good people? I think the people who are the most inspirational in this life are those who have been through hell and back and live to tell the tale. And I just wanted to, you know, end kind of reminding you that this is your edge. And I'm sure you have proved to yourself how strong you are. And it's strength you didn't even know you had. It was Mother's Day recently and I wrote my mom a card and oh my God, I'll cry. I'm crying. <laughs> Me. I'll cry. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's here. Wait, what's that reminding me of right now? I think it's reminding me of the scene in Bridesmaids where like she's about to, sh I think she's about to shit in the middle of the street and she's like, it's happening. It's happening. Okay, it's happening. But I just feel like I've watched my mom and me too, but like tap into levels of strength in her that like she didn't even know that she had. And I'll be honest, I didn't even know that she had like, and, and the beautiful thing about this is I always remember our parents, this is their first go at life too. Like I saw that, it was a quote, but I saw it once and it was like, reminder, this is your parents' first go at life too. You know, I think we view our parents as people who have like somehow lived and died and come back again. And like, they should have wisdom and have perfect lives and have it all figured out, but they don't. Like they are just us in like 20 years, right? And I've just seen my mom just become so strong and tap into just these new places as a person. And it's just reminded me that we can always dig deeper. We can always go harder and go further within ourselves. And we have more strength than we're even capable of knowing. And I know sometimes it's exhausting and you don't want to be strong anymore. It's like that trend on TikTok that was like, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And people were like, dear God, I formally resign from this battle. I no longer want to be your toughest soldier. XOXO, Morgan, you know, whatever it is. And I get that. Sometimes you're just exhausted and you're like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And that's valid and that's okay. And take the time you need. I do that. You know, I'm just like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I need a little bit of a breather and I need to revisit it. I've had that conversation with people. I know you want to talk to me. I know you have things to say, but I'm not in the right place right now. But I think in a month, maybe two, I'll be ready. So please take your time. You don't always have to be strong. You don't always have to becoming a better person and pursuing greatness and growth. That's not what I'm trying to say here. I'm just trying to say that all of this is not for nothing. I promise you, it's not for nothing. It's going to serve you well. And it's making you the wonderful, messy, strong, badass person that you are. And I wouldn't trade any of my shit for the world. I once heard this story that I'll never forget. And it was this. If you imagine everyone in the world, okay, let's say in the world, put all of their trauma and their baggage into a sack and somehow magically all of our bags were the same size, okay? No matter how big or great your trauma is compared to someone else, all our bags look the same from the outside. Now imagine we all throw those bags into a big pile in the center of the world and you get a choice and it's, do you wanna pick up someone else's bag or would you go grab your own? Because you know what's inside of it and you know deep down that you can handle what's in your bag because you've been handling it. 
And I always think about that because no matter how hard things get or how tough things are, I would choose my bag because I know what's in my bag and I know I can do it. And I have no idea what other people are going through. I have no idea. And it would be scary to pick up another bag from someone else in the world and have no idea what would unfold. So when we think about that, we realize, hey, I would choose this journey. You know you can handle it because you're here, because you're breathing, because you're alive and you're still waking up and you're trying, which means at some bare level, you do have the strength. So that's, you know, my final higher truth. And I hope this has helped and there's takeaways. But at the bare minimum, I just want you to know you're not alone, truly. I think I've had times where I've Googled a podcast title similar to this or a description, like trying to find someone saying these things to make me feel a little bit more sane in what I was going through. And at the bare minimum, I just hope that you are like, okay, there's other people out there that deal with similar shit. And that's me. And that's the point of RealPod. So thank you for making this far if you made it this far keep it up. Okay. I wish we could all go together and hop in one car and go get that breakfast burrito and vent. But I'm glad that we get to simulate that through this podcast, honestly, every Wednesday. So thanks for listening, seriously. And thanks for coming back. And I'm going to post some stuff about this on the Real Pod Instagram. So go leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought and what parts really spoke to you. And thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.